My name is Milan Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hello, everybody. This is Warrior Family and I'm Similian Mori. You are all here, my friends, because you are sure we can all create and live the life worth living. But in order to do this, we must do something about it. And my goal within this show is to introduce you to my friends, mentors, partners, some great people, their hacks, strategies, habits that can help you become the best version of yourself and create and live the life worth living. And today, I have a special guest. As the CEO of Eventual Millionaire, a business mentoring company, Jamie Masters specializes in creating automated systems and doubling her clients' revenue. She is the author of Eventual Millionaire and a top business coach who is known for getting rock-solid results. Over the past 10 years, she has taught six- and seven-figure ambitious CEOs, entrepreneurs, and small business owners how to optimize every area of their business, probably life too, like pumping profit into their bottom line, implementing sales funnels to target the perfect customer, and marketing strategies that lead to massive conversations and conversions. All while remembering to love life, and I can see that, and love the journey, Jamie genuinely cares about helping others and loves watching her clients' business grow. She is also the producer and host of her own online show and has conducted over 400 interviews with millionaires and billionaires. She has been featured in Yahoo, OnlineInc.com, Success Magazine, Entrepreneur, Women's Health Magazine, and Business Insider. Wow. Welcome, Jamie, <laughs> to my show. Thank you. I'm in your city. It's not actually your city. It is now. Yes, yeah, it is my now. city. Yeah. How long <laughs> you are you in Austin? About four years. Four years. Yeah. And you were born and raised in Maine. Good job. Maine. How many <laughs> yes. people live there? Uh, okay, so that's a good question, actually. <laughs> All of Austin has about a million. All of Maine, lar much larger land yeah. area, a million. A million. Total. Yes. A million. That's okay. a lot of people. That's no, no, it's, it's better. People. I'm from the village of high 500 people. Um, my, <laughs> my town had maybe a thousand, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really say anything. So, I will touch that, but how can a girl from such a small town connect with 400 millionaires? Right? Yeah. Top people right. in the world. We didn't even have a stoplight in, yeah. in my town when I was growing up. Yeah. So, thank goodness we have the internet. Because okay, if we didn't okay. have the internet, I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. I wouldn't have been able to. I remember I had a mentor in Maine, and I remember mm -hmm. going to him going, I want to interview millionaires. Do you know any? And he was like, not anyone that's going to come out and say, hey, I'm a millionaire on your show. And so I literally just searched online mm -hmm. at the very, very beginning. And now, thank goodness, we've built up a, mm -hmm. a book of amazing, amazing mm -hmm. guests. But it took mm -hmm. took a little while. Mm -hmm. Emailing a lot, like okay. trying to get pound the payments, trying to get people to say yes to me. We will come back to this later. Let's start with the, with the part of the Warrior Family show, which is family. Mm -hmm. You have two kids? Yes. Uh, they are nine and 11 years yes, old. Yes, good job. You have yeah. a good memory. Uh, and uh, how, do you, how do you balance this business and work and life stuff? Seriously. Um, and it, so some people say like balance is not really yeah. a great thing because okay. wh when the kids were younger, mm -hmm. especially for me, I want to be perfect at everything, which is not necessarily mm -hmm. a good thing. So when I was at work working on my own business, I felt guilty that I wasn't with the kids. And then when mm -hmm. I was at 
with the kids, I felt guilty that I wasn't working, right? Mm -hmm. So when you flip that on your head and you're just happy when you're with the kids and you're happy when you're working, I work probably 25 or 30 hours a week now. Solid when I'm with the kids. Oh, yeah. And I'm a single mama. Uh, I mean, we have um, my former husband that uh, takes care of them too, but it's me. Like I have... Thankfully, I don't have to do my own laundry. I send that out. I have I have help, thank goodness. But it is it is really um, paying attention to the time that I have, mm-hmm. whether it be going all in on business and really mm-hmm. trying to be focused and productive and effective, mm-hmm. or with the kids. Like we decorated for Halloween last night, mm-hmm. like for hours. <laughs> actually, looks great. Um, but really going all in, no matter what it was, is mm-hmm. huge. So that way you can enjoy both sides of your life. Oh, we will talk about how do you structure your work week and work day a little bit more. But uh, you're a single mom? Yep. You got divorced when? Kids were... Five years ago, yeah. Five. They were yep. like four or five yep. years old? Yep. What happened? Good question. Um, I was with... He was my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And we're still, thankfully, amazing friends. Because mm-hmm. coming out online and being like, by the way, I'm getting divorced and changing my name was interesting when you have an audience. It was really scary for me to come out um, and say that. But I mean, it was, we grew as humans Mm -hmm. big time over, we were Mm -hmm. together for 16 years. 16. 16. Yeah. You met when you were very young. I was 16 when I met him. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it was, Mm -hmm. it was kind of an interesting uh, transition. We had just grown apart. Now though, I'm so thankful because he grew as a human. I grew as a human throughout Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. We're better for our kids. We're amazing at co-parenting actually, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love his girlfriend. He loves my boyfriend. It works Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. so far better than I ever Ever, especially because when you're going through the crap, mm-hmm. you don't realize that it can be good at the end. You're just like, I can't live mm-hmm. like this. What do we do? And two and a half years of marriage counseling didn't work. So it's not like we didn't really, so really try. you to save the marriage? Oh, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. And so, but thankfully, like I said, I mean, I was just hanging out with him the other day and <laughs> me and his girlfriend have a lunch date next week. So I didn't even think I could get to the level of cohesiveness as a family, mm-hmm. like we have Thanksgiving together. We have Christmas wow. together. Yeah. And it's Listen, amazing. Man. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm wow. really thankful that it worked out so well. Yeah. I don't know many couples, you know, after they divorce that they can even talk to each other. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be the best ex-wife ever. That's what my goal was. <laughs> I want to be the best ex-wife. Yes. I like it. I yes. Like that it. was my goal. I mean, I, all I can do is represent me. Mm-hmm. Right. And he shows up how he wants to show mm-hmm. up and that's great. Mm-hmm. And thankfully we met in the middle and it's worked out really well. Many single women w- watch this show mm-hmm. and some are mothers, some are not. And I know from my events, I meet them. They think that if they start a business, they cannot have a family. If they want to be successful, there is no chance to to have a family. So I have to wait to have a kid or two. I cannot be successful if I want to be a mother. So I have to decide being a mother or being a business woman. Right? Yeah. No. How can you juggle all this Seriously. Projects. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's hilarious is my former husband is a professional juggler and my kids are still walkers and they juggle, which is funny that you say oh, that. Yeah. Uh, but it, so, so back up a little bit. I had a six figure job when I was 24, but was not happy in life. Right. I was mm-hmm. like going after the money, realized I hate my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> quit that job, uh, ended up having, uh, getting pregnant. I was married at the time, mm-hmm. uh, getting pregnant. And my son was yeah. the catalyst for me actually quitting because I didn't want to quit because who quits a six-figure job? Plus, we had tons of debt, so that was yeah. difficult also. But when, when he was born, I was like, okay, now I'm going to start my business, which was kind of silly. No, it was really dumb because I was Contradiction. the Contradiction. <laughs> right? This is a great time. Yeah. He had colic very, very badly and screamed all the time also. So so the hard thing was my, my former husband was a professional juggler, made maybe 50 grand, a little less a year, but it was like hit and miss. It'd be like summers were great and winters okay. weren't. And I was quitting health insurance, six-figure job. Like we had a house. It was not really the smartest. A mortgage <laughs> probably. Yes. We had a $250,000 mortgage. Yeah. And and when I quit, we ended up paying off that $70,000 in debt, like working our butt off before I ended up quitting. But I went, I would much rather work at Home Depot if I have to and be home with my kids more than not, mm-hmm. right? And knock on wood, haven't mm-hmm. had to work at Home Depot yet. So when, but the amount of stress that I put myself through wasn't, was silly, I should mm-hmm. say. Not that it wasn't worth it because it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish I had done one piece a little bit differently. Well, I shouldn't say that. I learned a lot of lessons. The problem was is, 
I needed to learn patience Mm -hmm. way more than I ever thought I would. Because when you have a baby Mm -hmm. and you want to be the best mother you can, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to brand new start a business and the challenges that come with getting outside your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and trying to actually understand how the heck to do this, it's a lot of pressure, especially because we had money pressure too. And so Money pressure, kids pressure. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, like I said, I wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. any differently, but I learned so many lessons mm-hmm. in that doing one thing at a time and going all in makes a big difference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, because I was exhausted trying to do all this. Mm-hmm. And so it took a good solid two years before I felt like I had any type of income that was great. And then, of course, we had a baby mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Two and a half years afterwards. Um, but I've learned so much to mitigate that stress. I was putting that stress on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the baby that was doing it. It wasn't the business that was doing it. It was my own, you know, self-inflicted. Yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah, if you, yeah. it sounds horrible, but um, but it was that. So it actually taught me a lot of letting go, mm-hmm. of going with the flow, of trying, like I said at the beginning, to be happy when I was with the kids. Because before I was, it was the opposite. When they were young, I was like, I should be doing my email. I need to be doing. I need to be prospecting more. You know. And I wasn't happy on either side. Yeah, I was a martyr, but I did it to myself. (laughs) So like, I can't, you know what I mean? And and that's something that I I had to let the pain get great because I was that, Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I can Mm -hmm. take anything. I can do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And I can until why bother? Or like, Mm -hmm. why put yourself through that much pain and stress in order Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. the life you want? That's not fun either. That's the Mm -hmm. whole point of my show. To yeah. not have to go through pain in, in, yeah, or yeah. Order, in order to have the life you want. And so, thankfully, I've learned a lot of lessons letting go and going with the flow a million times more than I ever used to. Enjoying life is nice. kind of important, you know? Nice, nice lesson, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what job you, you had before? What you? I did before? Yeah. I was an engineer and a project mm-hmm. manager. I have a degree in computers. Project manager. Yeah. So, I used to actually travel around the country. So, no entrepreneur, My, father, mother... Nope. My, my mom's a secretary. Just mm-hmm. called her on the way mm-hmm. here. She still is a secretary. Um, my dad makes artificial limbs and was a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, he failed at a business and told me I should do one. But I was like, but you, but it didn't really work out so well for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, nobody in my family mm-hmm. was an entrepreneur. I mean, and me making six figures at such a young age was such a big deal. Like me and quitting. Job? Yeah, me quitting. Everybody thought I was nuts. What did they say, parents? They were like, really? <laughs> Really? Do you you're, think, do you think this is a good a idea? I know, exactly. And you're going to have to pay for what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they thankfully are very supportive in general. Um, but yeah. They were? It, it, so in general, I think it's supportive like, I, okay. I think they were, they were scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm Afraid. Sure. Like, oh, I'm going to move in with you, mom and dad. No. And so what did you do next? You quit your job? So I quit my job. I ended up coaching. But Maine and coaching mm-hmm. was because I went to Coach University. I started going down that path. Um, life business coaching. Or? It was life coaching life. at first. Mm-hmm. I thought life coaching was super cheesy, though. I was not a huge fan. And this was 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. It was a long time mm-hmm. ago. So so I ended up finding a mentor mm-hmm. in Maine uh, who had sold a million dollar business and was a business coach. Mm-hmm. And he took me under his wing and I worked for him for free for six months, mm-hmm. 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. for no money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he taught me everything he knew. And I worked for him for almost two years after that mm-hmm. um, until I really felt like I needed to be on the mm-hmm. internet and mm-hmm. get out a little bit more because he was only local to mm-hmm. Maine. And Maine mm-hmm. is a large place. You have to drive 45 minutes to get anywhere. So my 20 hours that I would work every single week would be driving mm-hmm. constantly. So I didn't make a lot of progress there mm-hmm. either. So I was feeling very stuck. If you are enjoying interview so far, make sure to follow me on other social media. You will find me on YouTube and Facebook as Million Mori Warrior Family, on Instagram as Smillion Mori, and on LinkedIn and Twitter as Smillian Mori, S-M-I-L-J-A-N-M-O-R-I. Being a single mother, having a business, how do you do your laundry and everything? Right. <laughs> you know, so, I have so many friends, oh, women. Yeah. They think they have to do everything in their house. I hate cleaning. I hate cooking. So just, 
I don't hate cooking. I hate cooking when I have to cook. Yeah. <laughs> right? yes. So for four years, almost four years, I had a personal assistant and mm-hmm. she was at my house 20 to 30 hours every single week and mm-hmm. she helped me out, which was wonderful. Now she had a baby, so she has not come back, which mm-hmm. is which is wonderful. So now I have laundry service, pick up, drop off. Mm-hmm. I have the cleaning lady who's at my house right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not that expensive mm-hmm. when you actually add it all up um, mm-hmm. comparatively to um, the amount of stress. Because mm-hmm. I used to be like, Children, get the laundry. You know what I mean. The the level, the, oh, yeah, the, the level of what that is, is not worth it. I want to be able to go. Like I'm going to go pick up the kiddos. We're going to go to the Halloween store. We're a little obsessive with Halloween, mm-hmm. just so you know. And Christmas, um, so we're going to the Halloween store afterwards. And the house is going to be clean when we get home, so I don't have to worry about coming home to a crazy nutso mess. Because that's, I I don't like cleaning, but I also don't like messy house, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to balance the two and being okay and being okay when things don't go well mm-hmm. also, because I can't do it. Like there's no way I can do it all, but doing the best I can is mm-hmm. all I can do. I already see the objections coming up when yes. they show the, they watch the show like, yeah, she can afford the yep. cleaning lady and everything. I cannot afford what can I do now? Oh yeah. Is it the question of affording one or is it the that's a great question. Priority or something else. Yeah. So I personally think there's a solution to every every problem. Mm-hmm. So even if it is on the cooking side, having somebody in your neighborhood or a friend and you guys switch meals so you don't have to make every meal, mm-hmm. there is there are ways, especially I'm I don't call myself cheap. I am a budgeter. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I pay attention. I mean, we were in seventy thousand dollars in debt. So we've We've gone through Dave Ramsey stuff. We've gone through absolutely everything. So I only will pay for something if I find it extremely valuable, right? So I don't have a crazy car because I don't care about crazy cars. I would much rather have my laundry done than a nicer car. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I don't care. Totally. Totally. Uh, I don't. I work from home. And so um, so it is making choices. It's also understanding that, especially when you're in business, leveling up yourself as a business owner and realizing that having someone clean your house or do your laundry like my laundry is like 30 bucks a week like with kids mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not that's you at 30 dollars an hour doing it yourself or having yeah. it sent out that's kind of insane your hour is worth much, much way more. more than 30 bucks yeah, yeah. and i hate laundry so i look like this when i make it right so mm-hmm. so it is definitely you might not be able to do all of it at once don't get me wrong neither yeah, could yeah, i <laughs> it was yeah. like what Okay, what do I hate the most? Mm-hmm. Okay, I hate dishes. So how do we so how do we work on this? Exactly. How do I get that one thing mm-hmm. so that way I can feel a little bit better, so I can make more money, so that way it does it gets the ball it starts to get the ball rolling. Great topic. Another objection is coming up right now. Love it. I feel guilty. You know, I have to do this. I'm a mother, and you should you should totally feel really guilty because guilt is wonderful feeling, yeah. right? Yeah. So mommy guilt, and I talk to my clients about this too, Mm -hmm. mommy guilt is rampant everywhere, right? There's something that you're not doing well, just so you know. Every day. For guys too, exactly. (laughs) But still, you're always going to be doing something wrong, right? So to me, I would much rather have my children see a joyful mother than a mother riddled with guilt that I should be doing this, I should be doing that, Mm -hmm. right? That stuff starts to add up and makes you unhappier as a human. It does Mm -hmm. not help anyone when you feel that way right mm-hmm. doesn't help you either usually it's like uh so um it's a work in progress for sure <laughs> i meditate every single day or my children know when i don't meditate because those days that i don't i definitely have a lot more negative thoughts mm-hmm. and guilt um but when you do when you make choices that you that really align with who you are mm-hmm. you feel like a better human if you're a better mom in that way then your children are better for it too. And we mm-hmm. kind of forget that. We're like, but we should do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody's writing those rules. There are no shoulds on what is actually real on how you can do it. You can do it however the heck you want. And in that way, then you're showing your kids that they're living the way that they want to, no matter what choices they make. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Uh, we also have Petra is her name. Mm-hmm. She's helping us in our house. And it took me probably a couple of years to convince my wife to allow somebody to come into the home and help, not her, but us. I, so yeah, that's I felt huge. so sorry watching her, you know, in the business, running the back office and then coming home and washing the dishes, cleaning the house. And I was there sitting. I just, I just go like, 
What are you doing? Like we have to hire somebody. So I'm the I'm the masculine version, right? Because I, when I was married, I was like, "Can we just please hire somebody?" And we didn't have a lot of money, but I hated cleaning. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Can we just hire someone?" He's like, "I feel like that should be. I mean, you're not working that. Like that should be your job." But I'm like, <laughs> right? We've come to terms now. He knows that I'm like this, right? But on the opposite side, I can tell my male clients how their wives are feeling because they're like, "Well, I feel like I should be the perfect mm-hmm. mother." Mm-hmm. which does the cleaning, mm-hmm. but it makes them more miserable. So yeah, I've actually had conversations with my clients to be like, okay, so why don't we pose it to your wife like this? And we're going to find out like you get this, she gets this. Like it's, she doesn't want to have to feel guilty on it. She just mm-hmm. wants to feel like an amazing mom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that makes her feel like not an amazing mom. Mm-hmm. But if we can actually switch that paradigm mm-hmm. and be like, this is for me. I want to see you happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Sometimes it takes a little while, though. How did you convince your wife? I just, convince. I just told her. I said, look, I sold her. I said, we don't have so much time to spend together. And now yeah. I'm home and you are cleaning. So yeah. it does make sense, you know. It's I know, logically it doesn't make sense. have a walk or talk or yeah. play with kids. Yeah, because it's that. It's the, to me, like I was saying before, it's Ironing the going all in. Yeah, right? Like, I can't does. really talk to you over there. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to help. No. <laughs> But that's, I mean, that's, to me, it's the commitment, it's the intention behind whatever the activity is that you're doing. So if you like cleaning, feel free. I'm not saying the people that actually enjoy that stuff, but if you don't, why do it? Why spend the precious time that we have on this earth doing stuff you don't like because you're going to feel guilty about it if you don't do it? You mentioned one word that came up. I didn't have intention to ask you this, but I think it's a great topic. You mentioned the word masculine. Yeah. So, like, you, you run a business. You have these clients that are also men. Yep. Probably half-half. More men, more actually. Men. Yep. So you have to be strong. Yep. Then uh, you are running your employees. So this is also, it requires some part of masculine energy to yep. run. How do you nurture your soft side? Great question. I see many problems. I see, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. There are many women too masculine out yep. there. Yeah. Well, and I, well, I, I could talk about this forever because mm-hmm. growing up, especially for the household I was in, like overachiever was the way that you're supposed to do it. And I saw that men, and I was in tech. I only worked, mm-hmm. I was the first female in the network operations center ever. Like mm-hmm. I only worked with guys mm-hmm. and all my friends were guys. Mm-hmm. So I was like the guy. I did martial arts. I'm a geek. I have com- I watch comic book shows. You know what I mean? I was like the guy. I even, one of my old coworkers way back when, which I used to be really proud of this comment. He goes, Jamie, you're like a guy except with girl parts. And I was like, how do you know I have girl parts? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, right? So I can joke with the best of them. Dirty joke. Like I yeah, swear yeah. all the time, like <laughs> I, I can do that. Yeah. And when it came to, okay, my business is doing well. Mm-hmm. How do I actually tap into the feminine? Because I was like, I don't really have a lot of feminine. Or so I thought. Mm -hmm. I was like, I am one of the dudes. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a lot of girlfriends Mm because I couldn't hang out with them. Right? And this was probably about six, seven years ago. And so now trying to tap into that side because I I had thought it was not as worth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the masculine is very... um, looked at as, oh, you're an overachiever, mm-hmm, you're getting mm-hmm. things done, like you don't have emotions, so you're not yeah, all over yeah, the place. Yeah. It was always a benefit, mm-hmm. right? And so I thought, and unfortunately, I used to think this way, I'd be like, emotions, pff, silly yeah, girl stuff. Yeah, I'm not yeah, like yeah. that. I'm cool, right? Mm-hmm. So it's taken a lot of uh, reading, a lot of hanging out with women and understanding how mm-hmm. the feminine is to be and meditating, to tell you the truth, and being more in my body as a female, mm-hmm. going like, yeah, I am a female. Mm-hmm. female parts. I am a female. Mm-hmm. And it's actually helped me tap in and go with the flow a lot more mm-hmm. because I think I was running my family also like I was supposed to, like I was militant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't allowing me to let go. It wasn't allowing me to go with the flow and understand that emotions were totally okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a work in progress, believe me. Mm-hmm. And dancing more. I never, I thought dancing wow. was stupid before. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really been a change of who I am as a human Mm -hmm. because I rejected it before for such a long time. So you can still be a leader with the feminine energy. That's that's always the goal, right? I mean, and and that's the thing that I think is really important. And I work with with women too. And a lot of the women that I work with have masculine 
and tendencies also yeah, too. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it's this uh, give and take and play. Cause I'm actually, a lot of my friends are a lot more feminine than me. And I used to be like, okay, <laughs> like this is me. so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uncomfortable, but it, that's just my resistance to it. And it's silly. It's silly the way that I was really, really resisting who I really am. Cause I am like that. I dance in the kitchen every single day, just about now. Whereas before I was like, no, that's not what you do. Right. So he changes who you are as you start to open up a little bit more to that. And I think, especially for females, really understanding that, that pushing, not pushing, pulling into the feminine will actually help them, not hurt them in this workforce. You don't have to be like one of the guys. Mm. You can still stand your ground. You can still think the way that you want to think. You can actually deepen your intuition and understand what that is a little bit better. Mm. We have such a some great books about the male brain and the female brain. Yep. We can see things in a different way than men usually do. I have to coach men and women differently also. Women are a lot more all over. The Men are like, you tell Mm -hmm. them what to do. As long as they believe you, they'll go do it. Mm -hmm. I'm generalizing, of Mm -hmm. course. But but it is very different holistically. And to tap into that and not reject it, I think, is hugely important for any woman business owner nowadays. Wow, great. You have two kids. What do you think about the traditional school system and the values that they should learn now? And the skills? Yeah. Oh. Well, one of the reasons why we moved to Austin, mm-hmm. um, my kids, really smart, were really big fish in a small pond there. We moved here and we went into um, a charter school at first, mm-hmm. but we found an entrepreneur kids school. And before we went to this one, we, we looked at a bunch of them. And this one specifically, and we were talking about the Acton Academy too, which is amazing. My kids go to a school called Emergent, but very, very similar philosophies. They're teaching the kids at this age what I teach my clients right now. And I go, if I learn this stuff, like about failure, about pushing through, like my kids have only been in a school a couple months and the difference in contrast of them as children, Mm -hmm. because my son, um, brilliant, like really high IQ, but socially mm-hmm. awkward, mm-hmm. right? They're both stilt walkers and crazy. My household is just interesting. Um, but he, he used to cry every day going into school because his teacher made him feel dumb. Like, And again, it's on both sides. I don't blame any of the okay. teachers there or anything like that. But this school, he goes, <laughs> there was the first week of school. And I was like, so how's school? He goes, oh, there's one thing I hated. And I was like, oh, that's how we're going to start now. Well, the yeah, one yeah. thing you hated. All right. What was the one thing you hated? He goes, recess. I'm like, because he loves school. They, the, their number one goal is that the kids love learning. Because if mm-hmm. they love how to learn, mm-hmm. they'll be forever learners. Instead of being set up for this, this is how you do it, and you have to make these certain grades. Mm-hmm. The schools that he's in, I mean, they don't have grades. They don't have teachers. They don't have mm-hmm. homework. Mm-hmm. They're learning what they want. So the first week was learning how to do a documentary. Mm-hmm. He came home and was like, I want to edit videos for you now. And I was like, really? Okay, I will pay you to edit videos for me. Go ahead. He spent six hours that night making a whole video for me. No homework, but he was so excited. He learned so much, more than heck, probably I know on video editing, Mm -hmm. tell you the Mm -hmm. truth. And But he was really, really engaged and really passionate about that. And that's how that school works. Mm -hmm. Like They go based on what do you actually like doing? How can we engage you more within that? And they achieve two, three times faster in their own learning because of that. How amazing. Wow. I can't even this imagine amazing, yeah. what that would be like for yeah, me. Yeah. Oh. I wish we had school like this in, in my country. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at beforehand, because even the regular school systems around here, if you take them out for too long, like if I were to mm-hmm. want to travel with them out of the country uh, for at least a month, you would get in trouble. Like the mm-hmm. school would be mm-hmm. mad at you for taking them to see the world which is silly, right? Very silly. Yeah. And so that's why one of the other reasons why we wanted the school. You can take them out as long as you want. Like, oh, right. should we see the world or should we be stuck in school hating math? Awesome, right? Makes a huge difference. And if we can really build up the, the mm-hmm. kiddos the way that we mm-hmm. wish we were, I can only imagine what the whole world will look like later, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How many people you have on the team? I have four. Four. Yeah. So how, how do you structure your day? Yeah, you said I work only 25 hours. Yes, most of the time. So, most. Yeah, okay. so, so kiddos to school. Yeah. And this is the new school, so I have an office now that's close to their school. Um, but I wake up in the morning, 
early, 6.30-ish, depending if it's a school Mm day, 6.30, sleep in a little Mm -hmm. on the weekends. Um, But me and my son meditate together, actually, Mm -hmm. every morning. So when when I meditate with him, it's usually only like 10 minutes, but (laughs) but still... Pretty it's good. A lot. Sometimes I'll put 15 and not tell him, and he'll just do 15 and not realize. Yeah. Uh, but so we do that, get them ready. And I actually have rules for the children in the morning, which, because I am all about effectiveness and mm-hmm. efficiency, mm-hmm. probably too much. I have crazy weirdo systems. Well, so the I kids. Think this is important. Well, because, and that's the thing, being a single mom, like I got, I'm the only one that's got to get the kids out the door every day and feed the dogs and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the kids, we have a pact. They have to have their lunches made, their clothes on, their shoes on, all that stuff brush teeth before they're allowed to watch videos. Sorry. Yes. Do you have any system for them to do all of this? I have. It was written down. It is written down. It okay. was. Now it was. we've been doing it for years. Okay. So okay. Well, they, she, like, shoes have to be tied by yourself. <laughs> Everything. So many Eaten. to-dos. <laughs> yes. And then they're allowed to watch videos. So I sleep in. I sleep late. They wake up earlier than I do. Uh-huh. I set their alarms earlier than me because uh-huh. I, fa- I can get ready faster than oh, they can. Nice. Yeah. So they're all set and they mm-hmm. want to watch videos. So they end up waking up earlier on purpose mm-hmm. so that way they can watch videos so they can get their stuff ready in, uh, during the day. I'm very proud of this one because I wake up, I come out, I'm like, everybody's ready. Awesome. Finn, you want to go meditate? He's like, yep. We go and meditate, have my coffee, get ready, and then head out the door, which Again, creates that, because it used to be the opposite. It used to be me waking them up, me going, get this, get that, get this, do Do you have to do this? You are tired. Yes, by by the time you go to work, I know you're like. (laughs) Now you have to go to work. Yeah, no, great, ready, go. My coffee hasn't kicked in yet, right? So being able to set that up and going, hey, you can have your reward, but you can't if you don't, makes a huge difference. I know, right? Try and. Finagle all so these things. So they get the reward to watch a video before they uh, Yeah, and if the and they want to wake up earlier. Like my son he used to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So he'd get ready and then watch videos. I'm like, feel free. Have fun. Just get enough sleep. We'll be I fine. I think this can be breakthrough for me. <laughs> really, because I always say, no, no video in the morning. No cartoons in the yes, morning. Yes, because Maybe, they won't yes. do the stuff. Exactly. Maybe, yes. If you are ready with shoes tight. Exactly. You're back on your shoulder. That's what they used to do. And you're reading. <laughs> that is what they used to do. Because they had to have their lunches. <laughs> and I pay them to do their lunches because I hate making lunches too. So I pay them to yeah. do their own lunches the night before. Yeah. Now I have systems like crazy. So you take them to school and then what? So that now I'm going into the office and yeah. working from there. So mm-hmm. um, I batch as much as I possibly can. I usually have all my meetings from 10 to 3. So mm-hmm. Monday is my meeting day. Mm-hmm. I have my masterminds and that sort of thing. Tuesday is my coaching day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday is typically every other Wednesday is a recording day. So I have to be in my home mm-hmm. office for that. You and report then, for uh, social media? Or? For everything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so, so like a whole day. So, well, so 10 to 3. Mm-hmm. So, so Monday, meeting day? Yep. Masterminding with whom? I've had a mastermind going for seven or okay. eight years personally. So it, okay. So, uh-huh. yeah. so it's not only meeting with employees. No. So, no. So we have, so I, ha- at the beginning of Mondays, I have to catch up on email. And so we have okay. a break for yeah. that. Yep. Then I have my, my um, mastermind, which has again been going at noon on Mondays since mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. eight years. So it's mm-hmm. been, and you might know some of the guys, um, Pat Flynn from Smart yeah. Passive Income yeah. has been yeah. on it. Yeah. Sean That's- Stevenson from the Model Health Show, like amazing humans which is great so um, this is the mastermind that you formed yeah before my so maybe it was more than that maybe it was more than seven years eight years ago my blog was one month old mm-hmm. when i formed mm-hmm. this mastermind i was nobody by the way yeah and i got some amazing humans so very very grateful for them and it's been going strong for eight years mm-hmm. which or nine now i have to look at how long my blog's been around i can't even remember Mm-hmm. getting old no but so we'll do that and then we'll have whatever meetings afterwards so mm-hmm. if it is a team meeting or if it is something like that we'll do that um but everybody because i work with entrepreneurs also right mm-hmm. and they have excuses for scheduling and batching everything i've heard every excuse in the book seriously um but when we actually go through piece by piece mm-hmm. and go oh what are you doing then what are you doing then it's the gaps between like mm-hmm. meetings and stuff like that that you don't know what to do with yourself and you almost get nothing done and it's mm-hmm. wasted time so Mm -hmm. trying to be as effective with my time so for our our interviews so i do interviews for my show Mm -hmm. we batch them once a month we do five interviews on one day another time so 
you're an exception. Oh, so thank you very I know much. <laughs> this normally doesn't happen, uh, but typically we'll batch on Wednesday. To get you on this show. <laughs> we have lots of many gates. gatekeepers. <laughs> we have lots of gates on purpose. I have a wait list. I told you, you beat out all the wait list because we batch when I'm on shows too, and yeah. we make them go on our schedule. So, I know we're not very nice sometimes, but it works really yeah, well. But, you know, this is where you are right now. Well, and it was right. it, after four hundred interviews. Even before that, it was like that though too, because it yeah. it would be I need to pri- I only have so much time, so I have to prioritize everything. Mm-hmm. So when someone asks me on their show, I have to go n- nothing against whoever's running, because mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. I had almost no audience, and people said yes to me, and I'm like I have no idea why people say yes, but mm-hmm. great. But we'd have to go. Well, okay, give us all the numbers. Let's make mm-hmm. sure we'll try mm-hmm. and prioritize it. So we have a wait list. So that way, as soon yeah, as a yeah. spot opens, we can put someone in. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's just we're just trying to be a lot more effective with Absolutely. the amount of time that we've got. Yeah. I mean, I'm pre-planned for mm-hmm. a long period of time. But that's what makes it so I can go to the Halloween store with the kiddos because I know everything else is mostly taken care of. Any productivity tips that that you can share from so. I love productivity tips. So I have like things like boomerang for your email. I think that's mm-hmm. a wonderful tip. But most of it is just being more aware, mm-hmm. right? I have my clients and I hate this. So, and you, I don't know if you guys have done this either, but I have my clients toggle. Um, mm-hmm. So time track mm-hmm. all of their time. And I've had mm-hmm. coaches do this for me and I hate it. So I get it. This my clients hate it. This is only on stationary computer. I know. I have it on my phone. No, you can do it on everything. Yeah. Can you spell it? Uh, yeah, T-O-G-G-L dot com. T-O-G-G-L. Yeah. So if you use Toggle or you can use Rescue Time, that's... Rescue? Um, yeah. That's for the... That's PC for the desktop. Yep. Um, my goal, though, for time tracking is to get really aware, hyper aware of how you're mm-hmm. using your time. So mm-hmm. even going restroom breaks, I have my clients tell me, how long yeah. are you on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> but but when, when you actually get really, really aware of what you're doing versus what you aren't, I mean, mm-hmm. I've even, we've even time tracked how long specific clients take out of my time. Like, mm-hmm. is this a high needs client or is this not? Mm-hmm. How, right? Mm-hmm. Because every, and I don't want to live like every second, it has to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? That's where the flow mm-hmm. comes in. But knowing what you should be doing, should be doing and what or what's worth your time and really getting outside of your comfort zone that time is way more worth it than me just sitting in email again Mm -hmm. so it's that the only reason why i care so much about the time tracking is because you can be that overview right Mm -hmm. you can work on your time instead of in your time right Mm -hmm. just like with business and so when you're looking at it that way and you can have a fresh set of eyes to look on what you're doing Mm -hmm. it's i love having eye-opening moments with my clients where they're like oh yeah i see yeah, pain. Oh, all right. Maybe I should change something. No, it's not easy to track how you spend your time because then you see that you are doing nothing. I was sitting in traffic coming here. I'm like, wow, I, re- I didn't I'm realize how time. much time I was. Yeah, but right. I was listening to podcast interviews and t- mm-hmm. calling uh, Leilani. And you know what I mean? So trying, it's just only working 25 hours when I have the kids. So when my former husband has the kids, I will work all day long because <laughs> mm-hmm. I love to work. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Yeah. But I just want to make sure I'm present when I'm with the kids mm-hmm. as much as humanly possible because it's that presence mm-hmm. that makes a difference, whether it be in the business or not. Absolutely. What are some of the strategies that you teach your clients? Ooh, How to deal with the workload? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there's how always to too much. Let, let's talk later about how to hire Ooh. a team. Well, so, so holistically, when I go in and I talk to somebody on the phone with a business, mm-hmm. six, seven-figure business, they're doing really well, right? These are successful people already, mm-hmm. so they know what they're doing to a point, but mm-hmm. they don't see the gaps, right? Mm-hmm. So when I try and go in, I look at holistically, if mm-hmm. I were them, what would I do? And you can usually see whether mm-hmm. it be leveling up the marketing tactics that are working. I call it low-hanging fruit. So as soon as we come in, we do, I usually work with clients for six months to a year. Um, but at the beginning, I go, yeah, for one-on-one ones, yes. Mastermind's different and all that fun stuff. But And I have other programs. But for one-on-one, so at the very beginning, we go over what is the most bang for our buck at the beginning. And a lot of times, it's going through that time-tracking results and going, ooh, you are doing all this. You need to give that to one of your team members. Oh, wait, that team member ain't, it's not good. The, like you can go through and as you go through the overview, you can mm-hmm. see the little hinges that are not working, mm-hmm. right? They're too squeaky. You have to fix that. And those small tweaks make a huge difference in what they're doing. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. you can actually go, oh, now I have tons more time because I just, 
I delegated more mm -hmm. because we're in it so much it's hard to see. Mm -hmm. Or I made so much more money because all I did was double this. Mm -hmm. And it seems so simple. I mean, business coaching to me is not rocket science. I mean, yes, there's strategy and stuff like that. But a lot of the times a business coach will come in and just look holistically and go, oh, do more of this, but you mm -hmm. don't have time. Well, then, then you have to do this, mm -hmm. right? And it's just moving things around pretty simply. And then, of course, we do the goal setting and we, we really go after that stuff too. And I look, I mean, I love copywriting and marketing and, mm -hmm. and that stuff too, but we have a whole program on systems. So it just mm -hmm. depends on what the client needs and when, because it's, mm -hmm. it's really all about prioritizing and making sure they're committed mm -hmm. to the end result, mm -hmm. because anybody that's wishy-washy won't get any results, just so everybody listening knows, <laughs> knows that, right? When you're, when you're not all into something, you're not gonna see the results you want, but that's, that's sort of the beginning stages that we do. How many clients you can take on a year, one-on-one? -on -one? Good question. I have a lot of clients right now. I love- One-on-one. -on -one. I love, well, I shouldn't <clears throat> say a lot. I have probably six, six uh, hardcore one-on-one, -on -one. but then we have um, bundle hours, so they can mm -hmm. ebb and flow. So some of my clients have been with me for years and years. One texted oh. me actually yesterday. I've been working with him on and off for four years now, and his business was making 500 bucks a month before. Now he's doing millions, which is amazing. But he just texted me because he's going on vacation mm -hmm. for three weeks to Europe with his whole entire family. So happy. And his business is automated, right? So those stories you hear, you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds mm -hmm. crazy. But I was with him every like it is Every learning yeah learning and growth and and so we do uh, like check-ins and stuff now mm -hmm. he doesn't need mm -hmm. a ton of mm -hmm. of help mm -hmm. he's gotten quite a bit quite a bit done thankfully mm -hmm. um but i have a lot of those kind of guys too that have been with me for a really long period of time who, who is your perfect client coaches speakers great question i love unsexy businesses so i came so my mentor back way back when was um only offline we did no online anything. So mm -hmm. I had plumbing companies, construction companies, landscaping, super non-online. So everybody comes to me, mm -hmm. they think I'm like the online coach. I'm like, okay, yeah, but I, I deal with a whole bunch. I, I have a timber company. I have like random unsexy businesses also. Mm -hmm. Tons of consulting companies and like text dot and weirdo, weirdo niches. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even understand the level of things that I know because I have clients in the weirdest places. But... And coaches and stuff like that and online stuff is great, but I really love the people that are providing such a mm -hmm. service that when you make a change in their business, it changes everything, mm -hmm. right? So yes, online marketing, amazing, right, yeah. but being able to help the businesses that are a little unsexy, right? The, the amount of change actually seems bigger for them also because to me they're like oh we're just chugging along we don't realize what levels of innovation there are yeah. with tech we don't realize what we could be doing on online marketing it's a big it's a big jump and it's fun to see wow do you want to become extremely confident in a short period of time download my free ebook warrior mindset at www.warriorfamily.com and learn the best mental hacks and strategies to build your confidence masterminds mm -hmm. you have mm. what levels of the masterminds like one two levels how many times you meet one three? well one. my personal one versus the ones yeah. that we uh, we the run ones that you run for others yeah so the ones that we run for others it's usually six months to a year program okay. we only have one level mm -hmm. um, and we're restructuring it right now we have mm -hmm. a in-person event which mm -hmm. are super amazing and fun mm -hmm. um, being able to hug your clients and meet them in person is wonderful and we bring in we call them implementation retreats mm -hmm. um, so we bring in experts and then we match them up one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. yeah so they're able to have people at the level that they never could be able to pay for one hour worth mm -hmm. to come in and do two hours of one-on-one -on -one with them in person Right. Wow. Mostly wow. I'm calling in favors also mm -hmm. <laughs> like, hey, I know you're my friend. I know you're really busy, but they need this right now. And I'm the coach so I can sort of see what they need when we've been going through the mastermind. So it's been mm -hmm. really, really fantastic. And now that we have the new program, we're going to be integrating systems owner box. along with it. Yeah. Yeah. What is owner box? I saw the launch. Yes. Yeah. So owner box. <laughs> so working with my clients one on one has been amazing. Yeah. And I would tell them to do systems. And they almost never would. I shouldn't say that. They, they didn't. <laughs> but so a business owner that's a visionary, right? Uh, we don't have time we, to create We're systems. like, I don't like systems. I mean, I like them. I like, yeah, I like them not, when they're done. I'm not the one making it. Almost never. And so unless they had somebody on their team that was amazing at it. Mm -hmm. But what I also found is even if they had someone on their team that had the skill set analytically, right, or tech-wise yeah, or whatever yeah. it was, they didn't know the business side 
-hmm. So for, for us, I'd be like, oh, do it like this. And they, they'd be like, I either have to tell my team to do that. We'd record video. We'd try all these things to try and give the knowledge to their people. So we just created OwnerBox. So OwnerBox, and this was my mentor way back when, said, you don't want to be the CEO. You want to be in the OwnerBox. Mm. Right? So you, you don't want to have to be. So when you think of the org chart or your team structure, you have your whole C-suite and when you're a business owner and you only have a handful of people, you're the CMO, you're the CFO, you're, you are literally wearing 17 different hats. And my mentor would be like, yeah, you don't want to be any of those hats. You want to be up here. So that way you can sell the business. Mm -hmm. Right. And it makes sense logically. And yeah. when you're in the day to day. Yeah, you can't see. No, not at all. So the point of creating OwnerBox is to be like, yeah, I get that you're doing all this right now, but it is not people. People think that it's so confusing mm -hmm. and chaotic because business mm -hmm. is. But it's, it's not, it's very simplistic. Mm -hmm. It's not easy in any way, right? Yeah. Um, but when you look at your team structure, and I work with a lot of clients in this, and this is part of OwnerBox also, of figuring out who on your team is the right hand. So you've, you've chatted with Leilani quite often, haven't mm -hmm. you? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so she's my right her. hand. Yes, she lives here in Austin too. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> she, so, so we call her the operator. So I am the owner, she's mm -hmm. the operator. And when we have people go through OwnerBox, we have somebody choose who is the operator. Mm -hmm. Somebody that not only can know the tech and really own the systems, because the owner does not want to, but they go through the, our program and I teach the owners, mm -hmm. Leilani teaches the operators, and mm -hmm. she'll do the whole entire implementation with them based on the business tactics though too. Mm -hmm. So like if we know that you know after we onboard a new client, they're super excited, three weeks after that we should be asking for a referral, then you put in the system that you automatically ask for a referral mm -hmm. at that time. So that way you don't have to go, oh shoot, we have to ask for referrals mm -hmm. again, right? And keep thinking, we're, we're solving problems over and over and over again mm -hmm. and killing ourselves Same. in the process. Yes, yeah. as an owner going, but, it, but I just have to, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And instead, I liken it to if you're running but falling on your face all mm -hmm. the time, right? Mm -hmm. You're about mm -hmm. to hit your face and you can't live like that. So you have to actually start understanding the mm -hmm. system side so you can actually start being able to be the captain of the ship and see where you're going before just hitting the ground mm -hmm. and falling on your face, right? So, so OwnerBox, OwnerBox says is that. not an online do-it-yourself program? Well, or? it's online, Is but it? we have accountability coaches within mm -hmm. it. Okay. So well, yeah, so it's me. So it's and like a six eight, week? Eight weeks. Yep. Eight weeks. Yeah. We try to do it longer, but they, there's only so much you can yeah, cram yeah, yeah. for information and implementation. So the core program is eight weeks right mm -hmm. now, and we have different boxes. So we mm -hmm. have a company box, a team box, and an onboarding box. What, what is the difference? So, well, onboarding so each, is probably for uh, yep. recruiting. Well, so when you look holistically at the business, mm -hmm. there's pieces, right? But what we care about on the system side is we need to, we need to, R, we need ROI back quickly. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mm -hmm. there's no point in writing a bazillion SOPs for stuff you barely ever do. Mm -hmm. That's silly, right? We only have so much time. So we want to 80-20 the systems process, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to go, okay, these are the systems that are important. Well, if I tweak the top three or the top 10, right, mm -hmm. if I have enough uh, availability and capacity, then that will make a difference with the time that I actually mm -hmm. get back, mm -hmm. and then I can work on the rest of them, mm -hmm. right? And so what we've tried to do is we've prioritized the systems. So when we go through the company box, we make them, make them, mm -hmm. <laughs> create a dashboard so they have one place to put everything. Mm -hmm. One place, right? Mm -hmm. So where is everything? Oh, it's here. Oh, who knew, cool. right? Yeah, so when you start going through, um, it's those little things that really make a huge difference. And of course, we give scripts and templates to try and make it as easy as humanly possible. Um, but when you look at those core pieces, that's what will get you back more time. And we found that onboarding is one of the, the core ones that people do okay. But when you have it systemized end to end, you can automate a lot of it. Mm -hmm. You can have folders created automatically with Zapier and all sorts of stuff nowadays. And we don't go to crazy levels in the first foundational yeah, yeah. piece. But then being able to go, oh, I feel like that one I can put in a box mm -hmm. over there for now and I can get my time back and I can not worry about every other thing hitting me in the face because mm -hmm. there's an urgent issue. What are some of the activities that uh, entrepreneurs should perform depends on different levels of income they are or they aspire to, to go to the next level like there is probably not the same shit you have to do every day yep uh, when you are at zero yes you're starting out and then you want to scale to 250 yep so so to me at the very very beginning yeah. it's all about growth it's all about mm -hmm. marketing and sales 
Right. Until mm-hmm. about 150,000 ish. And this is for service professionals. It depends. Mm-hmm. Ecom and stuff okay. like that's different, uh, depending on your margins. But up to 150, you can be a one man show ish with contractors and stuff like that up to 150. But you need to get really, really good on what your core offer is mm-hmm. and how to market and sell it. Mm-hmm. So that way you have enough revenue. Because mm-hmm. no point in talking about teams if you can't pay for anyone, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, or, and this is what I did at the first, at first, mm-hmm. so I can't say that, you know, I did it right at all. Yeah, so you learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we all do, but yeah, I'm trying absolutely. to go, it doesn't have to be this difficult. I hired VAs or I hired people that weren't at the level that they probably should be, and then I didn't trust to delegate to them, and I mm-hmm. micromanage, and then they mm-hmm. feel like they're crazy. So you hire, and then you manage them. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, now I feel like I'm spending more time just yeah. talking to the other people and getting nothing Is done. This you? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? Like and everyone's like, ah. But, but that piece, though, like you said, is making sure that you have the funds enough to hire. When you hire, you want to hire someone that is very, very good for that role. Because as a small business owner, we can't have people that are at C level because we don't have the capacity to train them because we suck at that too, right? A lot of times we suck at training. I'm like, they'll get it. It's fine. They'll yeah. figure it out themselves. Or in five minutes. Yeah. This is the vision. That's yeah. it. I delegate it. Yeah. I, well, and that's the thing. My mentor used to talk about ab- abdicate versus delegate yeah. all the time. And I don't think we understand that not everybody has an entrepreneurial mindset. We're not, they're yeah. not going to just figure it out themselves, right? Even in our program, the way that we talk to an owner versus an operator is different. An owner has more of a global view. Mm-hmm. I'm a vis- I'm visual. So we yeah. show in pictures for all the owners. For, for the operators, they're a lot more analytical. Mm-hmm. They're a logical type learning style. Yeah. So we have a yeah. syllabus for them. Okay. So we have everything laid out differently because it's, it's different. We're like a translation program yeah. between the two, yeah. right? Yeah. And so when you're looking at the way somebody learns, as entrepreneurs, we just assume everyone's like us. Just take it and run. That's what, what the heck? Why are they not doing it? Right? And then they're like, I can't hire good help. Yeah. Right? Like nobody's good as good as me, which is not true in any way Mm -hmm. but they're now believing that because they're not good managers either or not good at hiring what what uh, tools do you use for uh, recruiting people or you recommend so i actually got my job way back when from being part of a recruiting agency and i was like the amount of money they charge is insane so i started trying to learn it on my own we actually have a hiring guide um Mm -hmm. i think it's eventualmillionaire.com slash hiring for that one oh for free Oh, it's nice. it's a millionaire's hiring guide. So we went through and asked all the millionaires, because everybody has this problem, mm-hmm. all the millionaires, what do you do in order to hire? Because the tough thing is, is that if you're growing fast, you're like, ooh, I need to get better and learn how to hire because I'm the one doing it. But if you're hiring one here, one there, you don't even have enough time to learn how to hire. And that's a whole different skill set, right? And so we put in place um, on the hiring guide, it's quite lengthy, uh, but mm-hmm. very important because it'll go through the process that millionaires have used from their pain mm-hmm. on hiring, like now using disk assessment or yes. some form mm-hmm. of Colby assessment. There's, Colby. there's a bazillion like types. I, it depends on which one. Uh, I've hired with Culture Index before. Mm-hmm. I use disk. I'm an assessment queen. I like way too many assessments, okay. I think. So, <laughs> so disk is like free to, online. Uh, yeah. That one's usually pretty easy. Um, I like the Colby assessment a lot, um, though if you, we, we went by the way that Colby said, I shouldn't have hired Leilani for this position, and she's amazing. So I, it's not always, I mean, they're not always perfect, but what they're going to do is they're going to give you an unbiased view so you can fact check, because what we have a tendency to do as entrepreneurs, they're amazing, right? Or And a lot of the times we get super excited, and then we just hire and go, we didn't train them. So having a test, so having an assessment first and then having some form of test. So I love it if my people can hire them mm-hmm. on a project basis, if possible, especially if it's a higher level um, mm-hmm. piece. Sometimes if it's a lower level one, they'll do it for free as like the, the project if mm-hmm. you keep it short. You send one email that says the exact same thing to all of the candidates. So that way the interpretation matters, mm-hmm. right? Say you can ask whatever questions you want, let me know, and then see what comes back, mm-hmm. right? And so they're all on a level playing field, um, but also trying to make sure that it doesn't take too long. Um, I've had clients that we've asked to have them as uh, contractors first, and then they flake out as contractors, mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm so thankful I didn't hire them as an employee because they sucked, mm-hmm. right? And that amount of time to hire, onboard, W-2, all that stuff, and then fire, and then find somebody else, Takes time. Is opportunity cost is insane, and so it's tough. Let me guess, your mm-hmm. Colby. 
Ooh. Do you know? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think so. I think you are pretty high on quick start. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm an eight it's, on quick start. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I should say like eight. <laughs> it's not six, not seven, eight. Yep. I'm ten. Are you really? I'm crazy. That exists? Yes. I didn't even know that Dan existed. Exi- Dan Sullivan is 10. Is he really? And I'm 10. When he saw my <laughs> Colby Index, he wanted to meet me in in Toronto. No, in Vancouver. Because <laughs> you're so rare. Yeah. I so, can only imagine what your team no, is like that you no, work with. I'm not <laughs> the guys good. probably no, love no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they can go crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, eight quick start. Yes. You have to be probably high on follow-through because you used to be a project manager I was a project manager with gritted teeth I'm not a very high I think I'm four on follow through yeah if you're, if you're high on uh, on a quick start then you shouldn't be uh, high on follow through so this was not your perfect no I was a project job. manager but I was like yeah I yeah. am going to be great at everything yeah and then no. fact find that around five probably seven seven oh I am a researcher. Mm-hmm. I would go, go into deep, data. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I also used to program and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, numbers, mm-hmm. huge fan. And that's sort of the masculine side coming out, too. I'm mm-hmm. like, give me data, and then I will make decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is not fun sometimes when you're a quick start, too, and you're like, but I need all the data before I can do anything. Yeah, Crap, yeah. it holds you back. But I think it's a wonderful thing. If you listen now and watch, don't be confused. We will put Colby Index in the show notes so you can find out what we talk about couple of questions eventual millionaire why eventual millionaire right okay so <laughs> that name that whole domain name because yeah. I'm, I'm a geek and i had a bazillion domain names anyway yeah. i mean i worked at an internet company when i was 16 and so i just scoop up domain names so i came up with that one when i was in seventy thousand dollars in debt because ever since i was little i was about eight i told my mom i wanted to be a millionaire and my mom told me to ra- marry a rich man when I was eight. To make sure that you become a million. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, I'm going to do it myself. I was so one of those kids, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of funny. I, I went after the money for too long. And so the, the, the funny thing with the show, everyone's like, oh, millionaire. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants anything to do with everybody that has the talent. Millionaire seems interesting, right? Yeah. Um, but I found that my spin on it is I don't care about a million. I want to have the life. I would rather have laundry service than really care that much about my net worth or at least to, to the nth degree that I used to before. Mm-hmm. I was all about like it's about the money and the safety and the security and we mm-hmm. need to have three to four million by the time I'm 65. Like it was too much. Mm-hmm. And so now Eventual Millionaire is all about the life you love mm-hmm. with the work you love mm-hmm. and the family you love and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff first and while I should say while you're growing the rest of it because it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be fast, even though you want it to be fast. And you can always make it go faster once you have the foundation. Mm -hmm. But if I had to do my laundry just so I could save the money so I could hit the number, Mm -hmm. that's not the life I want to live. So that's why it's eventual. Though everybody goes, what happens when? And I go, I own eventualbillionaire.com also. So (laughs) So, (laughs) we'll be fine. Just in case. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You had 400,000 400, 400, not 400,000 yeah. interviews. 400,000 would be pretty yeah, one good. One day, one day. <laughs> uh, 400 interviews. Anybody stood out? Mm, it's funny. It, people ask that question. They probably ask you that question too. And I'm wondering what your answer is. I'm like, it's kind of like yeah, picking you between your say. children. It's hard. Yeah. You're like, I kind of like that one on that yeah. day better. I kind of like this because one on this day better. you learn from everybody something. Well, yeah. And so I've had a couple of the guys that I've interviewed are on my board of mentors, which I love. Or if they're friends of mine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I love the future of technology. Mm-hmm. So the guy, Nick Webb, um, he's mm-hmm. amazing and he's a futurist. So mm-hmm. I like people like that because I geek mm-hmm. out on it. I don't mm-hmm. know if my audience actually likes it, but I'm like, ooh, tell me more. Okay. Right? So that kind of stuff is really up my alley. I've had some really amazing humans mm-hmm. on. But it's it's not even the ones that have big clout that to me, it's the mm-hmm. ones that follow up and ask me how I am later that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The wisdom is great. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I've, I've learned yeah. so much. Um, but the humans behind it, I didn't mm-hmm. think everyone would be so kind. Because mm-hmm. you're always told, oh, millionaires are greedy. Mm-hmm. And I used to get that yeah. all the time when I'd go in networking events. And they're like, aren't they all greedy? I'm like, actually, they're some of the kindest people I've ever met in life. Like not, you know, not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to change that paradigm. Yeah, we have different, most people, they have different perspective, perception. Yeah. Is there anybody out there, it's not on the list yet. Oh, (laughs) that I want to interview? Yes. Ray Kurzweil. Really? Do you know who Ray Kurzweil is? Yeah, I know. Do you actually know him? No, not personally, but let's find out how we can get to (laughs) him. Right? 
So Another he's been on the list for a while. Um, did, you, did you contact him? We tried, yes. We, we have. Nothing yet. But we, so I'm always about networking also, right? So I'm yeah, like, ooh, yeah. who knows? Yeah, so I got is, told yeah, I would yeah, get an introduction, yeah. but then I didn't. So mm -hmm. anyway, still working on it. But that's, and that's just for me because I love, I feel like I have a degree in computers, right? So the way that technology is moving is so fast mm -hmm. that small business owners are so tunnel vision mm -hmm. for just like cash flow and trying mm -hmm. to be okay that they're not even seeing everything else that's going yeah, on. Yeah. And when we start going, oh, with machine learning, with all this other stuff, things are going to, it's going to be a different landscape in 10, 20, mm -hmm. 30 years. And we're chugging along as if everything's going to be fine. And I don't want everyone to freak out or anything mm -hmm. like that, but I want them to understand that there are different levels. Like even there's a website, my friend Liam, who I've interviewed, he has staff.com. Mm -hmm. Their AI technology and what they're learning, they can predict when somebody's going to quit. When, right? I'm like, every company wants to know when they're going to quit based on what they've been doing, which is wow. really impressive and creepy Amazing. and creepy. Don't get me wrong, but impressive. What plans do you have with the eventual millionaire? Because it's a brand. Yes, it's funny. I was uh, chatting with my mastermind about this this week because I built OwnerBox as its separate brand, technically. Mm -hmm. um, that way I don't have... Everybody wants me, an eventual millionaire. Mm -hmm. And there's only so much of me to go around. Mm -hmm. And I and so with OwnerBox, we're really building that as a separate entity mm -hmm. and company, which is wonderful. But I'm going to do eventual millionaire forever. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. see not... I mean, I get introduced to millionaires every single day. And I can go... I got to push you off for a little while. I'm too busy, yeah. right? Like, who can say that? That's silly. <laughs> no, it's really quite pitiful. Like, the fact that I that even happens to me is mind-blowing, and I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm extremely grateful for that. So I can't see that I would ever stop mm -hmm. doing it, mm -hmm. ever. And so to me, it is really about the connections, because mm -hmm. small-town girl in Maine, I, I say I had no friends. Like, I literally didn't have very many friends. Nobody knew what online businesses were back then. Mm -hmm. So having the Internet and being able to connect to amazing humans... I can't, I can't mm -hmm. ever stop mm -hmm. that. You have to run and pick up your kids. I do. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for being Maybe practicing. one question. Uh -huh. uh, maybe something that you could share from your childhood. Aww. Some challenge mm -hmm. that made you who you are today. Oh, all right. This is a tough one. My, my brother, who I adore mm -hmm. and love now, was not nice to me. And what's interesting, and now we're fine, but mm -hmm. what's interesting is he was so competitive, so competitive, that it made me extremely competitive. Like, I am very competitive. Uh, he was best at art, so I went, I was voted most artistic in my high school. I, I did art like crazy. He went into computers, I went into computers. I was trying to beat him at everything because he kept telling me I wasn't good enough, right? My parents were loving, he, but he wasn't. And what's so interesting is I am grateful for that now. I mean, I hated it mm -hmm. when I was little. I was an overweight little kid with glasses, and I don't show anybody these photos. <laughs> I showed them to my kids the other day, and I was like, did you see? They were like, what? <laughs> yeah, keep my these off the sister. internet. <laughs> off the internet. No, nobody can see them. <laughs> you have to pass all the gates before you can see those photos. But, and it hurt when I was a kid, but, and I've thanked him now because I don't think, I had a pretty good growing up mm -hmm. life, and I don't think I ever would have been such a high achiever and really gone after what I thought I could if I didn't have that being pushed down part. So we sometimes forget mm -hmm. that like, oh, it was horrible, but it built me to who I am today, and I'm grateful for it. And he didn't know, he was just trying to make mm -hmm. himself feel better then too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're all doing the best we can mm -hmm. with what we have, and so it's really, Perspective is a wonderful thing, mm -hmm. um, and it's nice to be able to see the perspective now going. He actually helped me become the mm -hmm. person I am because of it. So, wow. yeah. Great. Last question. I call it power message or last message. Mm -hmm. Just pretend you had only five seconds to live. What message would you send? That's like the worst question yeah. ever. Like, <gasps> what, what message would you send? I would just go like this. I'd just... Uh, and then I'd, no, then I'd oh, be yeah. horrible. What, what, what horrible. message would okay. you send to your kids? Oh, yeah, so... Uh, that could inspire them and stay with them the rest of their life. I personally think the only reason why we're on this planet is for joy. We're all going to go, whether we're a computer mm -hmm. program that turns off or whether we go do something else mm -hmm. forever. What All we have is right now. And to be able to enjoy and to be able to feel, because mm -hmm. I used to shut down feelings. So feel the feelings and really lean towards joy in whatever you do. Fi don't mm -hmm. feel guilty for feeling joy. That's why we're put on this mm -hmm. earth. At least mm -hmm. that's... 
why I feel we are. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was nice message. So feel more joy. Watch our show. Watch Eventual Millionaire Show. Listen. Ownerbox.com. Good job. Yes. Visit the webpage. Uh, if you want to download the manual on how to hire yep. employees, go to eventualmillion.com slash hiring. Hiring. We will put everything in the notes. So see you next time. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing and sales strategies, confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram, Smillion Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smillion Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smillion Mori, and LinkedIn, Smillion Mori.